All right. Welcome to the SQL Podcast, episode 58. We have a little bit of a different episode today. I've got a really awesome guest with me, Hudson Greening. Hey. Is that how we say your last name? You can't really fuck it up. (laughs) You got it. There we go. So I didn't fuck it up. So we're going to the text god himself. Text god, how a kid from Melbourne discovered a simple process to get a woman straight to your house from sex using just text. Now, this is fucking crazy because I was like having a chat with Hudson. I've known him for a while and I really want to really break down his story, how he got into this today. Because as you know, from the Sexual Quantum Leap podcast, we talk extensively about how to be comfortable inside and outside the bedroom, being the best a woman has ever had inside and outside the bedroom. And now... Hudson is coming in the mix to really go, here you go, here's how to actually text a woman. You don't even need to leave your house. You can be sitting at home in your fucking jocks eating popcorn and she can rock up and go, hey, what is going on? So super excited to be really breaking that all down with Hudson and his story about that. And I love how like Hudson and I always talk about um, sexuality and how it's so important to be sexual and I really want to get Hudson's perspective on being sexual so first and foremost my man thank you so much for being here I'll stop at you yeah no oh, here we go mate I'm just gonna get we got a candle in the middle of us so it's going to get yeah, really set seductive. the mood <laughs> I came in here and I was just like what is he, is he gonna fuck me I don't know he, he, <laughs> he thought I was gonna be in the room just naked by myself but just just like salt candles everywhere like he, he has a thing of lube just sitting there I'm like what the fuck it sometimes happens, but not today. So, but it was awesome. But guys, in saying all that, um, with this episode, we're going to break down everything about sex. So make sure you stay to the end because yeah, Hudson is just going to be dropping bombs, one line, and specific things to actually do as well in regards to what to text a woman. But it's not just about that as well. Hudson, um, he's going to be able to give a bit of a background. It's not just about how to message girls online. It's also the fact about styling you talk a lot about styling which we'll talk about like how to actually styling style and the photo shoots like yeah. there's no point um you won't get matches if you don't have good photos and texting when you have shit photos is is just a headache yeah when you when you have like a profile that's a nine the the shit you can get away with like is incredible and like you don't have to text that much it's yeah, hundred percent. So the, the the styling and I remember yours just before jumping on this, like the styling, the photo shoots, and then the texting. So like here's a whole package. So there's gonna be a lot of awesome shit about how really to make you the most attractive man you can be. And Hudson has a Facebook group which we'll link in the description at the end. But remember, we're here on the SQL podcast about being the best she's ever had inside and outside the bedroom, leaving her better and wetter, and all that man making men men again. And it's awesome because Hudson is one of the Melbourne boys, and I'm a Melbourne boy, so it's really awesome to see him in regards to his pursuits. And he's been traveling around the country a bit. Now he's going to be doing some international travels for 2020. So some really awesome shit. Um, happening for 2020 and as i said it's really privileged to have you here as well man so if we could do this let's jump straight into your like story how you got into all of this like how, what gave like what how what inspired you to help guys with this area of their life so yeah let's peel it back so i found out about sort of like i guess pick up and and self-development and getting better with with women and stuff like that from the age of like 17 Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't really like great with girls growing up, kind of like socially weird. So yeah, I got I got into that um, from seventeen. Um, I, yeah, so I've been using Tinder since I was like seventeen, eighteen. I'm twenty three now, and yeah, it was like 
you know, I was in a relationship, got out of that relationship, and then I was like, fuck, like, I gotta find my way again. It was like, I'd spent like three years in a relationship, and I was like back at like ground one, very confused about like direction in life, like what I was doing. And yeah, so I, I went out for months, was just like tindering, not really that successful. People find that kind of hard to believe because they consider me like higher SMV, but like, yeah, I was kind of struggling in that department. Um, and yeah, I just got like better over time, sort of figured things out, but yeah, you know, I still wasn't doing too great. And then I went down to Melbourne and this was like almost two years ago. Cause you're from Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. From Brisbane initially. And back in Brisbane, like I was sucking, like I was like so bad, so bad on Tinder, like Tinder, I would just have conversations where I'll just talk about random shit and I'd get into like these logical week long two two week long conversations about like. Um, intricate topics about like different subjects in society and stuff like that. And I'll think this is going great. She's listening to me. This is, this is going like fantastic. But then they would never want to meet. And I was like, you know, I, I just didn't understand. And like, you know, um, and then I came down to Melbourne and like I met everyone. And I was kind of like sort of very invigorated by just like being in a new city, being around new people. It's kind of very open to experiences. And that was how I met all these weird pickup guys. <laughs> When I first found this whole community, I just thought like, what the fuck? Like, these guys are so weird. Like, but that's kind of why, you know, guys in this community, like the people I met, like Pierre, Ahmed, they saw me as like, okay, this guy who's not sort of like influenced too much by like this whole like gamey pickup stuff. He's kind of just like an, a normal guy that wants to just like have fun and go out. And so that's why I attracted these people that were like at the top of what they, they did. Because they were just like, this guy is cool to hang around with. He's cool, whatever he does. And then, yeah. And then I went really hard with going out. Went out a lot. Got really good with, with Night Game. I was doing a bit of Tinder as well. But, like, hadn't really cracked it fully yet. And I just kept kept meeting people. And then at a certain point, I took on a job in, like, high-ticket sales. Which is really cool. And a lot of how I text and a lot of like my skills actually come from sales because I've worked for years and years in sales and marketing. So in that, um, in that job, I had to work from Thursday to fucking Monday night. Jeez. And it was like 8 to 4 p.m. Thursday to Monday. What, so were, you, what were you selling? Timeshares, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. I, 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 I remember at the, the event, the, the free event you came to. You I know. Were, I was like wearing a suit. Like, like, why the fuck are you wearing a suit? Like, <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that was what I was doing. But like, that was when I turned really hard to online because I was working. Yeah. My entire weekend was just wiped out. Like I couldn't do like meeting women. I it was solely just going to clubs. That was where I got the best ROI. Like, Meeting women out on the street, like, yeah, I was all right. But, like, nightclubs, I did really kind of well. Mm. Um, but, it was, you know, it was kind of annoying going out to the, the AMs, like, in, in the weekends anyway. It wasn't very a balanced way of living. Especially, what, if you're working full-time, then you have to go out there and crank out to go out to the nightclubs to meet some chicks. Oh, I mean, I tried it some nights, but I ended up just not going out at all on my weekends working that job. And... Even on the weekdays, it was like, oh, you had like what Monday night at workers? That's like it. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, work, workers is a um, like a kind of bari club in it's Melbourne. A, it's a Melbourne icon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. So like, I had that job. So going out was like wiped out. So I had to turn to Tinder, 
And luckily for me, like I'd been a professional photographer. So I'd worked in that. I'd shot like models. I'd done like product photography, event photography. You know, I've done that in the past. So I had that skill and I was like, fuck it. Let's, you know, get my suit on. Let's take some shots myself. And yeah, I took some shots. Um, and like, fuck, the, the matches just like piled up. Like, I think I left it for like a few weeks. I wasn't really paying attention. Then before I knew it, like I had something like, you know, ridiculous amount of matches just stocked up. And then I had Tinder Gold and it was just like an endless stream of like likes. And so I was just rolling through that. And then, yeah, I was just texting, figuring shit out. Some things worked, some things didn't. I wasn't like the best, but like over time, just got better and better. Um, learned from heaps of people, got better. Um, I learned a lot from playing with fire, obviously. They were very like influential for me. There's a lot of people involved with that company. But uh, main person I, I learned from from that company was Nidin. So shout out to him if he's listening. I think it's yeah. his birthday today, actually, too. Happy birthday, Nitin. Happy yeah. birthday. A- awesome, dude. Did I tell you how I met Nitin as well, by the way? No, tell me. Oh, dude. I didn't know who he was, yeah? I didn't know he I've was I've never like, actually met him in person. But really? Like, yeah. I didn't know yeah. he was a text god like, and all this stuff as well. And I know you said you learned some cool shit from him, man. Um. I met him when I was running a an event with another company and I, like, I was doing the sexuality training for another dating company and then he was there and he was just like doing all the exercises as well. So we're just like going shooting shit back and forth. He goes, yeah, I do texting. I've learned some cool shit. I'm like, cool, what the fuck is texting, man? Like, what, <laughs> what, why do I even care? You know, like to give you a bit of a backstory, like because I, I want um, Hudson to continue and I'll probably talk about this later. I was like, my idea of texting was like, just a bridge to get a woman home but then i realized oh, that's I'm, what they tell you yeah right? it's, but it's it's so not isn't it i can't wait for you to dive into that later i'm like yeah cool get really really have a really great interaction with a woman then that's it just send them a message come over or like <laughs> date question mark or some shit like not so blunt like that but it was kind of like there's there's nothing like text but the new boys came along and revolutionized so much perspective of like as it says from the um title of like how can you just like meet a woman off Tinder and she's like, yeah, I can't wait to come over your house and do some crazy sexual stuff. So that's Well, well that's the thing. People don't understand. You can build emotion through text. You can have someone form an emotional connection just over text messages. But um, yeah, it was mind blowing. Believe me. Yeah, that's the thing. It's still like I've actually said to Hudson, I go, dude, we're going to spice up my Tinder and he's going to fucking like... Oh, it's, it's going to be epic. <laughs> but yeah... I- I think like, yeah, your profile is like so important for Tinder and stuff like that. But yeah, of course, like developing a, a skill in texting is, yeah, is crucial. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I learned from, you know, a lot from Nidin and I tried out my own stuff, tried out a lot on Hinge too, because Hinge is a completely different dynamic and it's it's a different sort of app. So the way you text on Hinge is very different to Tinder. So I kind of had to figure that out. Oh, how so? So with Hinge, you open them off prompts. It's kind of like a news feed and like, you know, you can open really creatively off prompts Mm -hmm. and then the the kind of conversations you have are like way different. Hinge is more sort of like relationship focused, um, different demographic on Hinge as well. Tinder, it's generally younger younger and sort of um, people that want more hookups. Hinge is, is like sort of, from my experience, older and a bit more educated, looking for something more. Both are cool. Both have their place. And yeah, so I learned, learned both. Yeah. yeah, just tried things out. Certain things worked, certain things didn't. Looked at every conversation I had. And yeah, it just got better and better based on my failures over time. And then I got to a point where I was running like 
five to seven dates a week. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Jeez. And then I was like, well, I better coach other people. Like, wow. <laughs> that, That's crazy, man. And I mean, back then I was handing out flyers. So I was kind of like, what's the point of like, you know, uh, having dates with all these like really high quality women so constantly, but you're actually a scrub. It's like, so that, yeah. That was great. When, like when I met Hudson, like he was handing out flyers and he was on the verge and we're having a chat. Cause I, I respect the, the, the hustle and like he had such a great, he does have such a great product of like, yo, I can teach guys this about like the photos, um, looking better, style consults and getting women to the house or just not even just getting women straight to the house, going on great dates with women. I was like, dude, that is so fucking valuable. And he was like, yeah, it's like kind of umming and ahhing a bit, but I know you're like fucking going to make it happen. It was kind of like how, and then a buddy of mine, Hepburn comes along as well and gives you a lot of fucking props with like more of like a business aspect as well. And just like, fucking, I'm like, dude, we were like right behind you. Like, man, we really want to see you do this. And then you're like, all of a sudden you started to explode. And as I said, like hitting the Australian, hitting the Australian market, now the international market and getting some insane results for your clients. But before we jump into all that, which I can't wait to hear all about, yeah. Can you break it down for me, man? Like what really got you inspired to start on this journey? Because you kind of like, you started in Brisbane. But what was your moment? Like, you know what? I want to get really good with like meeting women and get good at this shit. Oh, I mean, for me, that that motivation has always kind of been there because like me in, in like school and shit like that, like I was super just like socially weird and anxious and introverted. Like, yeah, I wasn't good socially. So I like, you know, and I kind of like up until the point of like 17 or something like that, like I was like a kind of like had like a victim mentality and I, I was really into music and being creative. So I was very much like, um, kind of like, oh, look at me. I'm the misunderstood, mysterious, introverted musician. Yeah. You'll find me in the, the fucking a dark room playing a piano. Like <laughs> that was like my identity. But at, at a certain point, I was just like, fuck this um, sort of like identity I've built for myself. Like I've got to throw that in the trash and like work on improving myself. And and like I realized that like, yeah, things in my life may not be my, my fault, but they are my responsibility. Mm. It's like my responsibility to take control of my life and become better at the aspects I want to become better at. And one of those aspects was with women and just like social interaction in general. So like I started doing shit, like just for forcing myself to just approach random people, not even girls, just like, it could be like a 40 year old man just to like get myself better socially. And so like that mentality has just been going up and up from that point onwards. Mm, that's cool. That's, that's really cool. And yeah, text messaging and all that sort of like, it's just a whole nother aspect of that. And you said with the breakup as well, was that like, did that propel you or was that? So that, yeah, I mean, I, I broke that relationship up. I've had other breakups too. A anytime I've had a breakup, it's really just made me, yeah, want to like get back out there. And I, I mean, you know, when you get to a certain point and you've done this enough, you kind of, you have that power to get out of a relationship and know you can just find another person. And that's, you know, like something that makes you very self-dependent. I mean, independent. Because mm. you know you, you can do that. You can walk away at any time and just find another one. You're not needy. You're not stuck to them. Yeah. Uh, for sure, man. Uh, I just want to get a bit of backstory on that. That's cool. What was really also, man, inspiring? I remember because that was the thing that really like got me onto Hudson was like, this dude was like telling me like, oh yeah, man, what was it? Three to five or seven dates you were getting to your house or something like that? You told so yeah, I averaged about four to seven a week and that was while doing uni. So like I was completely just like... For, for me, like when, he, when you told me that shit, I was like, 
what the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> I heard from another guy, like I did a, like a system, like a really not nothing compared to what Hudson does. That's why I'm like really glad to have him on the show and have a chat with him and be breaking it down. But he was like four to seven girls a week coming over through texting. For me, that's unheard of. I'm like, well, what the fuck do you mean? Like I was like questioning that. I go, this is bullshit, man. Like you probably you might be listening to this. You're like, how the fuck can a dude? get these women over the house willingly might I add and excited to come over and go I can't wait to have sex is that is that, is that what's going on yeah majority like, that's what I'm saying majority of the meets yeah straight to the house there are some that are at a bar too and some girls aren't looking for casual sex which is is cool as well like I'm not just looking for casual sex but yeah the majority of them I'm very upfront and just like yeah but Straight to the house. That's insane. And then when Hudson and I started talking about that, I got super intrigued. Though. Dude, I got to fucking know what you're doing, man, with this stuff. Because the thing is, I've never been more about text. I've been more about, excuse me, getting on the phone. But that's why I really want to break this down for the guys today. So is there anything else you want to add about your story, man? Because it's fucking super inspiring to know, not just the fact of like the, the aspect, because it's like you've broken it down in such a way that other, it's not just like, it's one thing to do it for yourself, but now you're getting insane results for other men. That's that's what I always say. It's like, cool, one thing you can do, but then if you can teach it to other people and get the same results, and I know you've been getting a ton of results for the clients you've had and the photo shoots. We went out for a photo shoot the other day, more for my um, website, but it was just really amazing to see that like you're taking these dudes who might have not got any matches and just like exchanging it, fucking ex- like changing it, and they you're like some of these guys like saying, oh, I don't feel like having sex anymore, or I, I don't I can't be bothered having a date this week, which for the average list is like, hang on a second, I might not have had a fucking date for like a month or maybe two two months or a year, and then you're like, you're like yeah, dude, we can get like four to seven a week. So I'm just like giving give, give me a bit of perspective for the um audience as well, man. Mm, definitely. Yeah, so in regards to that, man, do you want to um, break down like what you're actually doing with these guys? That'd be really cool in regards to the start to the finish. Yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, I'm just helping them present themselves better. Because, you know, women don't just look at like your looks, like your facial structure and, and like your fucking your V taper. It's like it, it's a lot about how you present yourself and like what kind of man you are. Mm-hmm. And if you're like a well put together guy or you look like a, a scrub, like... That shit matters to them. And of course, what they find attractive is going to vary quite a bit depending on demographics. That's another thing to consider. But yeah, the first step I take is, is, is like getting their fashion sorted first. Because if you don't have the right clothes and then you do a photo shoot, like there's no point. Like if you're wearing fucking hobo's clothes in a, in a shoot, like you're going to look like shit. So yeah, I work with them. I tell them exactly what clothes they should get rid of. And I make like a burn pile. It's kind of like come straight to the house, you know, with their wardrobe. So like make a burn pile, make a like, mm, it's all right pile and like a fuck yes pile. Mm. There's like my three piles. I tell them like what their coloring is. So I have an auntie who's a, a coloring stylist and oh, okay. I learned a lot from her. So I'm able to give people like a coloring wheel um, and then actually go out shopping with them and tell them and get them to take photos of every piece of clothing they should get and sort of give them direction as to what clothes they should wear to attract the kind of women they want because you attract what you are and you've got to find out what your tribe is and you're going to find the same women that are within that tribe that have similar values and when you have the same values then you match right 
also like the clothing you wear so you're going to attract like a woman like so like when like really clothing is is like a unspoken language so when you see someone dress in a certain way like if someone looks like a hipster you're imagining they have a certain certain types of values and a certain way of seeing the world if you're like a corporate worker and you you want other women who are corporate workers and then you dress like some like emo you know mm. she's not going to give you the time of the day even though you have like the same values because as soon as she sees you, she thinks you're part of a different tribe. Yeah. And opposites don't attract. Fuck that. You attract what you are. Yeah. I, I hate that bullshit when they go opposites attract. It's like, no. You, 100% dude. Love yeah. It. So, you know, that's the styling session. And then from there, it's photo shoots. Do you really... In the styling sessions, when you... It's, it's great. As I said, like the styling photo shoot and then the Tinder. I love the fucking um, sequence, man. With that, when you're actually with with when you're actually with dudes in person, are you like breaking it down for them, going like, what kind of women do you want to attract? So you start dressing them for the women they want to attract as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you know, I'm sort of I'm very aware of people's perceptions about certain people and conventions in society, and I work with that. Like that's really at the end of the day what I'm doing: managing perceptions to get you better results. It's almost like marketing, but you're the product. Yeah, you got to be the you best know? product. I love, hey, by the way. And I can't wait for you to get onto the second point. Hudson is a fucking savage. I tell you, it's, <laughs> it, 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 in a great way. But you need to be. And you know what? He's a savage because he's honest. It's like, dude, this well, is... Well, this that's, is. that's the thing. Like with clothes, for example, no one's ever going to tell you like the clothes you're wearing are shit and they're damaging every interaction you have with women. Like if you're not dressing like in your most optimal way, you are wasting so much time in your shitty interactions when they're, they're not giving you the time of the day. Like if you're opening and they're, they're just like making up excuses and running away, it's probably to do with, you know, like your body language, the clothes you're wearing, your fitness. So get all those things sorted before learning like your 50,000 fucking sequences and techniques to like, you know, like... I know, the, the, this, your, your perfect line is not going to fucking... Yeah, the, the, I mean, for real life game, there is no fucking perfect opener, right? Like stick, it's gonna <laughs> mate, this one's gonna stick if you're like, no, dude. But no, I like what you said, and the thing is, I'm saying that because people see me as a bit of a savage as well in the respect. But the thing is, it's only coming from a place of love because if I'm saying this, the woman's probably gonna see this and they're gonna fucking say the same shit anyway, or they might yeah, not no say one, it, or no they'll think honest, it, man. Like, or they'll think it, and they'll you'll, you might be losing a lot of matches. And I've seen some of like the comments you do, and people look at it a bit like, oh, that's I've been intense, but I go, no, it's fucking awesome because yeah. you're, you're being honest with the dude. Like, dude, you're dressing like shit. Throw that away. Let's do that. Let's wear that better because if I'm saying that, the woman's thinking that and you're losing a lot of And, um, and the thing awesome is, like, if you, don't, if you don't leave a dent yeah. in someone's ego, they're not going to change. Like, yeah. if you make it really apparent to them, like, like you know, that shit, you really need to change that. That's really fucking you up. And you make it very clear to them where they're going wrong and how that's going to negatively affect them in the future then they'll actually make a change. If you're like half-assed about it, like, oh yeah, not so much a fan of that. They might continue doing it or wearing it or implementing it. Yep. So I like to be, yeah, brutal as fuck, get the point across. Yeah, and I love it because you're not coming from a place of like, you know, ego, it's more like, yo, I actually genuinely want to help you, man. I genuinely want to help you. Exactly. And I mean, that's, that's the first step. You have to put your own ego aside and just realize that you're making a change. All right. No, awesome. Is there anything else for styling? Because that was pretty cool. So yeah, that, that's the crux of styling. Um, I also, you know, I like to give people documents and images so they have something to refer back to after the consultation. So they have like a full idea of what they should avoid, what they should stick with, all of the above. 
And then, yeah, then it's on to the photo shoots. So photo shoots, they're a big process as well. Always like six backdrops, six different outfits. So you have like variation and I coordinate what outfits, what settings. And that in itself is really important, like where you take your photos and what that says about you as a person. Like, if you're taking your photos in some, like, dingy little, like, low-lit alleyway, like, <laughs> it's not going to work well. What about if you're taking photos, like, in your bathroom, in your jocks, in, in, <laughs> in, 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 in your worst jocks and saying, come at me? Hey, bro, it's all about demographics. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there's a girl out there that's into that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, there's so much bullshit out there, man, like... I don't know, in the world that we come from sometimes about, like, looks don't matter, it's all about how you just talk. It's like, it's absolute fucking crap, isn't it? It's, it's Yeah, I mean, and th people are like, um, oh, why would you be so judgmental or superficial? It's like, fuck off. Everyone judges everyone, and it is like an evolutionary fucking necessity that we've had for millions of years. What is it? As soon as, what is it? Like, we make a first impression within yeah, seconds? Yeah, don't, like, don't lie. Everyone judges everyone, and it's perfectly fucking fine. When, when I met Hudson, <laughs> I thought he was gay, and then he thought I was gay, so it worked yeah, out. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> You're gay, I'm gay. But it's so true, and there's, like, all that... Of course, there's, like, the body language correct, the way you carry yourself, but how do you show up in the world with your clothing and I love how you focus on that and all that Yeah, I mean, shit. focus on everything. I, I think a lot of coaches and a lot of... They like to talk about things in extremes mm. and I think that really fucks up people's perceptions but they're just doing it for marketing. So when they say like, looks don't matter, fashion doesn't matter and then they talk about how you should just own who you are. It's like, yeah, I agree with owning who you are and just accepting who you are and being confident but also, why not utilize those other things that are either going to damage you or build you? Like... It makes no sense to throw that under the rug. And they're only saying that for their own marketing causes. They're right and wrong. Like, there's more to everything than right and wrong. Everything is more complicated than that. Yeah, and I, I even talk about sexuality. Like, this, even for example, I go, it's a slice of the... It's a slice of the... It's a slice of the cake. It's not the whole cake. And not like, oh, you have to do sexuality. It helps you out with lots of aspects of your life, 100%. But still, if you're rocking up to a chick looking like you just jumped out of a trash can and you're going, here you go, babe. Like, you know, like this, <laughs> speaking like this and your photos look shit on Tinder and you, like, how the fuck is that going to work? But you're confident in your sexuality. It doesn't matter what the fuck you do. Yeah, I mean, they don't feel that through your pictures <laughs> like... Um, and I mean, that is an aspect of pictures, like, um, actually getting your expression and your body language on point. And that's something I'm able to detect. I can look at someone's profile and like tell what kind of emotion they were feeling in that moment. And the girls can too, cause they're really emotionally in tune. And, but guys don't seem to realize, like I'll, I'll look at the profiles, give an analysis. And I'm like, mate, there is like tension in your face when you're trying to smile. Like I can tell that's a fake smile and I can tell that wouldn't get off good vibes. You know, mm. like I can tell the difference between a real smile and a fake one. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Because how important are photos on your dating, like on your dating profile? Super important. Like it will change, like obviously the amount of matches you get, which is massive. Um, but also it will change the way they interact in your conversations. What mm. box you, they put you in. Yeah. Yeah. From Yeah. But it, it's a perception at the end of the day, right? And you can, that perception is malleable. You can change that perception. There's no limits to what perception you can create. But then the question becomes like, you've got to be sort of congruent in person. Mm. Right? What about, the, what about the photos, man? Like, would you say, I know they're so important. I just want to clarify from your perspective, man. Like, they're so important, but 
how like how how do dudes fuck up their photos like when you see a guy like you've you've seen hundreds and hundreds of profiles now man like what the like when you see what's the big mistakes dudes make on their profiles with the photos where do i even start yeah i could imagine um big one is like shots with like four other guys and that like the girl doesn't even know which one's him (laughs) um another like thing is it's just like taking shots with guys that are all taller than you (laughs) that's like a big no um taking shots where you're just wearing bad clothes or just like shots that look like everyone else like car selfies like car like while you're driving the car that's fucking terrible um and yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, it's about making you look, you're attractive as well. Like, what are your best angles and like, what are expressions that, that actually convey attractive characteristics? Like, if you look tense in a shot and all timid and, and weird, like cortisol's running through your fucking veins, um, the girl will feel that. But if you're calm, relaxed, you know, you've got... Your face, you, your face will just look better and you'll give off like a, a feeling, right? Because when they look at your photos, like they actually, yeah, they, they feel, they get a sense for what you're like in person. And that, That's crazy, man. We like, it's because the things, I don't come from an artistic background and like you just saying that shit, like, well, they can really feel you through the photos and like just bring that in. It's like a, what a, th- a photo tells a thousand words or something mm. like that. And I mean, then there's the actual aspect of like, look, there's certain facial symmetry and, and like, you know, if you have a good jawline and you do like from a side profile, mm-hmm. you know, you'll accentuate that positive part of you. And I'm always trying to find the best parts of people, like their selling points yep. and like accentuate those. Awesome, man. What about that? What, what would be some great photos for guys to start to implement ASAP? Oh, I have a few um, different photo types and like explanations on my mastermind group, actually, like a whole bunch of like different typical shots I do on my profiles. But like one you should always do is, is kind of like just one where you're kind of walking along and looking to the side with like a cool backdrop. They call this like the snapshot effect when you're like in motion but they take a still of you while you're moving and it just kind of has this natural kind of candid vibe to it. Mm. You can do it with sunglasses on too, which makes it easier to get like a good expression. Other than that, like having a good headshot where you're like squinting, where you're accentuating your jaw. Um, Blue steel. In, in like a suit, like you just use like a gray cement wall. You could also use it for LinkedIn. Those kind of shots are pretty much, yeah, always a good idea. Awesome, man. That's That's great. And yeah, with, with your mastermind, what is that? The people come, so they're doing work with you or how does that work? So I have a group chat and then I have like a whole bunch of units on all the core concepts, on photography itself, on how to run a good Instagram, profile feedback and yeah, so much more. And even things about real life interaction from a more naturalistic perspective as well. Awesome. So all comprehensive. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in the mastermind. I I actually had to stop. I actually had to mute. Actually, got out of his mastermind. Not that I don't love the content. Obviously, it's just like every fucking like <laughs> every two seconds that thing that group is just pinging off with guys like sending messages. Hey, I sent this message. What do I do here? Or photos or everything like that. Or Tinder bio. So it is very engaged mastermind. So it wasn't that I wasn't engaged. It was just like there's too much engagement. Like yo, I could do other <laughs> things instead of t- texting girls at the moment. So it was it's awesome that uh, how engaged your communities with all that stuff man mm. also i was going to ask you with the photos is there any other um pieces of advice for the guys or n- not what to do when they when they're doing their photos 
not to do when they're taking their Yeah, photos. let's go with not because I said there's a lot of... I, I did this once, man. I'll give you this story. I, there was this girl I was seeing, a few girls actually, just for fun. I'd jump on their Tinders just to see the, the guy's photo. Have you, have you done that before? Oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah, just to see. I love it. And, and the conversations, man. It's a <laughs> yeah. fucking laugh. Yeah, the, the, the conversa- just to see what guys are doing. I'd love to hear oh, your perspective. <laughs> but just from my limited perspective of seeing that, man, it's fucking ridiculous some of the photos you see up there or what the guys are starting with. I'll give you a nickel if you tickle my pickle, kind of like lions and shit like this. Like <laughs> I'm like seeing... Now that was a bio. Some guys are um, bio, but... Yeah, man, tell me your thoughts on all that. Just the bios and what you're seeing. A lot of guys' profiles are just lazy. It's just like they have these average shots with average backdrops. And it just looks like they got their mum to just like get the phone and take a snap of them with some random backdrop while they're wearing some like shitty clothes with their, their fucking like shoulders hunched and stuff. And they just kind of put it up and it's like, mate, you, do you think that's really attractive? <laughs> and the, the thing with Tinder, it's like if you're not in the top 20% of attractiveness... You're not really going to get many matches, but if you are in that top twenty percent, you you know they're all going to go for you. You're mm. going to get swarmed. You have more likes than you have time to fucking handle, and yeah. and that's the reality. But it's not that hard, even if you're not that good looking, to get in that top twenty percent because yeah. the perception and how most people present themselves is just so fucking shit. <laughs> like yeah. with with the bo- with the bio as well, man. You're saying photos. What? So photos are the most important. Is that correct? Photos are way more important than the bio. Yeah. But if you have a shit bio with heaps of ridiculous stuff, that will deter them from <laughs> swiping right. Literally, sometimes no bio is better than some of the shit they have. But a good bio can help you a bit and it helps you with the conversations. Like, for example, on Hinge, I have a prompt that's like, swipe right for a psychological analysis based on your profile. Yeah. And that shit gets so many likes. So it, it helps you get more matches. Yeah, cool. So what, yeah, talking about bios, man. So it's just more, what, how would you do a bio? So you always need things that bait curiosity. So you mm. need to put in things about your, your personality that, that get attention. So for example, you know, like playing with fire, they do like, they put dominant, like sort of like with a dot point thing and then like your height at the top and stuff like that. And it's like when a girl sees dominant, then they, they're likely to ask about that. Mm. Cool. Awesome. Straight up. We haven't even talked about sex at all this podcast. It's getting a bit of a backstory about everything. We've been having cool. sex with our eyes though. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> we're, we're, we've got a candle like um, in the middle of us, which is fucking beautiful. But so that's the second stage. What's the third stage? The second stage. So it's the first stage is the styling. Second stage is the photos. Third stage is the... Third stage is the text gold immersion. Yes. So that's like a five-week process where I take over people's accounts, get them dates... Um, we give them feedback on their dates and yeah, give them like feedback and analysis. Uh, we have heaps of exercises and all units on all of the different concepts. And I teach it almost like a high school teacher. Like it's literally like an educational program for how you master text game. Awesome. You know, like properly just rewrite wiring your brain. Yeah, so you can effectively do it and have it on like autopilot to a point where it's easy for you. So these guys, are, you're taking over their profiles or you're texting? Um, I'm texting for them, but I'm yep. also getting them to text and then yep. I'm analyzing every conversation that they're having, letting them know where they went wrong, correcting them. And, you know, I let them message me around the clock anytime. And it's mm. just like a very one-on-one personal thing, coaching calls. And, you know, it's like anything that, any problems they're having in terms of just, 
achieving the end goal, which is, you know, being able to like actually attract women, go on dates, keep them in your life. Like online dating is just a vessel. That's the goal. Mm. So anything related to that, I help them with. Yeah, I love what you're saying as well. It's like what you're saying before, like you were so busy, you're going out a lot. Then you're like, I've got to find another avenue to meet women. So and, and that's the thing. That. Like most of my clients are working professionals, like lawyers, doctors, accountants, IT guys. They don't have time to go out until three a.m. like and just and just try to get girls, and then they get a number anyway, and then they have to go on a date. And also, the demographic of the the women they meet at clubs aren't always aligned with them. Whereas mm. Tinder, you've got every type of girl on there, and you can really niche yourself for the kind of women you want and meet them at like seven p.m. on a Tuesday night have a two-hour date and then get to bed at a reasonable time. Keep mm. your gym date. I mean, keep your gym gains <laughs> and like actually be well-slept for the next day. Yeah, that's what I love, man. Like back in the day, I was the same, dude. Get, going to clubs, I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? It's just like, and then you'd be like, like of course, it was a fun and like all the, all the sex. But at the same time, it's like, hang on a second. <laughs> what about other things in my life? And that's why I love with what you're saying. So I, I felt that too. Like for a while, I was going out like four or five nights a week doing night game and, you know, getting like crazy results. But it was, yeah, it was, it was like consumed my entire life. It'd just be like, I'll wake up in the afternoon and like, <laughs> yeah. And then you have to set up the date or then you'd have a girl or whatever it may be. It's like, yeah. And I mean, you have all these things like friends, like, oh, you know, like the cock block and like, you yeah. know, and then they've got some reason and then you got to text them the next day and then they don't reply back because they were half drunk anyway. And that's the other thing, like 70% of them are just drunk off the fucking mind anyway. So like, <laughs> yeah. how is this for the average guy, man? Because we're going to do another episode after this and we're going to be doing some breakdowns, really cool breakdowns with Hudson here. Then we're also going to be talking about the importance of how, imp- like really, because bre- I just wanted to introduce Hudson for this, breaking down the importance of sex in interactions and how guys are too platonic. So we'll save that for the next one. But I reckon, but what I want to do, man, is really talk about like, why, what was I going to say? How easy is this actually to learn all this stuff and get this sorted? Well, look, first off, you got to like, look at it like an art form. That was how I looked at it. And I really like, looked at it as something like I saw the art in it and really like, just enjoyed the, the process of coming out with creative replies thinking of this and you've got to have that mindset of like I want to master this and become like to the point where it's like every message I send is just on point and like every match every second match I get on tinder I can meet with you know that's the point you want to get to and so yeah you've got to you got to take that um, mentality of just like every match you have every conversation you have it's just like a learning process where you just get better and better Mm. so and I give people sort of like the tools the understanding and yeah, it's like, but there are a lot of structures and sequences and concepts that make it pretty easy to learn. And then you just keep going along that road to mastery. But you know, by the time people have done my immersions, they're at a very high point, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of the times they, they, you know, within a couple months just end up having a, a rotation of regulars and then they, they give it a break for a while, but then that fizzles out and then they go back to doing it again. But they always have that power then. And you can go to any city you want. You can go to anywhere and you know within a couple hours you can just like get a date off Tinder. Is this, you know, that's an amazing skill to have. Is this Tinder Plus or is this Tinder... or Tinder? What is it? Tinder Gold Plus? What is it? Well, you get the um, the subscription yep. like for gold and that just unlocks other features of the product. It's all the same product. It's all just like Tinder. Mm. Yeah, it's been a while. So as I said, I'm going to be getting... I actually did a Tinder profile probably three man i never used it but then a lot of you guys and like you man as i said like 
understanding this shit to such a T. It's like fucking crazy to know that. I had a profile back in the day where I put a um, picture of a um, pineapple between my legs and fucking <laughs> and smiled, and that was my profile. It got quite a few matches, but it was like, what the fuck? I didn't know how to message back then, but some girls would just be like, what the fuck is this? I just want to catch up with you for the ridiculousness of this photo. I think only caught. Or maybe they don't even want to catch up. They're just like, that's hilarious. Fuck yeah, like, that's why. Like that is the most yeah ridiculous photo. Then that's it. They'll never talk to me again. Yeah, Shit. yeah. You gotta you gotta be able to follow through. You know. Yeah, and that was the thing, man. But yeah, how with all this stuff, like, what's some what's some success stories that you've had, man? With this, like, taking a guy from nothing to where he is now. My housemate actually is like a massive success story. And I mean, I hear the fucking success. Like, <laughs> like, but, you know, he went from doing sort of like night game every now and then. He was at a point where he just sort of like was over doing game. He was really frustrated. Like he was, he was pretty good. Like he was getting results, but he kind of just got sick of the process of having to go out late till late every night and just like sacrifice his entire life just to do this shit. And he's like a working professional. He has other priorities. And then, yeah, he came to me, he did his photos and then like his photos like exploded just like hundreds upon hundreds of matches just, like overnight. And, you know, he didn't know what the fuck to do with it. He was actually my first student. And so, I yeah, I taught him everything I know about texting and, you know, he already had some understanding of game. But before I knew it, like he was, you know, he was actually living with his parents at the time. So like every date he had to do, like he had to find, you know, some way to make it happen in a car, like... Uh, but he was able to do that. And then eventually he just moved in because he wanted to live close to the city so he could have better sort of like logistics. Logistics is... Not, not a human word, but that's a robot term for... Uh, <laughs> a great place to live, which is close yeah. to like bars, clubs and yeah, all that. Yeah. I mean, having your own place to live. I mean, you can't invite women over if you live with your, your parents. So like that was huge for him. So then he started like living with me, learning with me. And yeah, before I knew it, he was like doing the same. Like he was doing like four or five dates them just coming over like one night after the other and we're all just like what the fuck like and then you know every night i'm just in my room just on my laptop you know writing articles and then i just hear like, <laughs> uh, purely, purely, <laughs> like purely from messaging purely from tinder yeah purely from messaging and now he's at a point now where he's just like yeah he, he's at that high level and yeah he knows he can just get them all the time just matches after matches you're right with what you said man it's just like it's a convenience thing as well for professionals as well and i and i hear what you're saying it's like sometimes you don't want to go out to the clubs and bars it's like whoa and, and like it's not just hookups like this guy he, he's built great connections with these girls like yeah he'll have sex on the first date and it'll be great mm -hmm. and it's set under a really sexual pretense right but he keeps seeing those girls for like weeks and weeks, months after months and like really explores your sexuality because when you have sex on the first date and the way you've texted has been sexual and she views you as just like a very sexual guy with authority that accepts the fact that she's sexual, like she'll, she'll continue on seeing you that way. It won't be like this, oh yeah, three and four dates and like we find out each other and like find out whether we're like compatible for partnership and like exchange our fucking wealth together it's like no here's this guy that like is very sexual he's not an arsehole he cares about me and we're exploring our sexuality together and that's mm -hmm. what i'm like with uh girls that i see on a regular basis that i've met from tinder and it's like yeah it started off as a hookup and it started off with great sex from a tinder uh meetup and mm -hmm. then it continued so like yeah dude Crazy, crazy shit, man. So you've had, so that, that was happened from a guy from nothing to doing all that. Now it's just like a skill where he's like, you know what? I can have as He many doesn't even fucking go out. Like he barely even wants to go out. 
I mean, why would you? Like, guys ask me why I barely go out, and I'm like, bro, like, would you if you could just get like, <laughs> like, four to seven a week? It's all changed, doesn't it? It's but how? What about how do you get the women to? I think we'll break this down with the next. Like, how were you getting the women to really open up and be so comfortable with you over messages? You see, that was something I had to really. You mean comfortable with like receiving the messages or comfortable when we meet actually it's a good point man if you want to break down a bit of bit of both just for this because yeah that'd be awesome yeah definitely so like with the messaging the biggest thing that guys do like with getting sexual and a lot of guys will say like getting sexual over text doesn't matter Mm. in fact every coach from rsd said don't te- don't get sexual over text. RSC is just another dating company, if you don't know. Yep. Like, that, that is ridiculous. But the thing guys do is, like, they'll just be sexual off the opener and just be sexual up front, and they won't work their way up to it. Mm. And they won't find out where the girl's at and, like, what she's looking for and, and such. Like, the way I go about it is kind of like baby stepping. So, like, I'll sort of, like, go a little bit sexual or maybe I'll, like, hint at it just subtly or, like, a little innuendo or something subtle. And then I'll see if she bites onto it. So I might say something that has like three things, right? And one of them may be slightly sexual or hinted something sexual. And then two other things are non-sexual. If she bites onto the sexual thing, I know that she's thinking that way. I know that she's very open to sex, that she's very upfront about it. And then she bites on that and then you continue. If not, you go on with the other things. And then if she goes on with those other things, it's like you keep just subtly putting in sexual stuff and you see how she responds. And then if she responds positively, you move it up a step and then up a step. And by the way, this is the way to not be creepy in real life and over text. It's like little by little test where she's at and keep just ramping up and then it's fine. And it's like you make her a part of it, not just you sexting and seeing whether or not she accepts it. It's like you try to get her involved. So she's sexualizing on you too. And you're both just two people sexualizing each other, sexting. When was the point where it just really clicked for you go? This shit actually works. Like, of course, like you're getting a lot of like experiences and you said you had like those months and months where you just have women consistently and then getting the clients. But when we like, holy fuck, or what was the like the first time when you got a girl over from text to your house? You go, it's actually possible. I actually, like one of my first meets like with that was actually before I sort of like started learning text game and all that sort of shit. It was just like, I actually did a few messages and then I called and then it happened. And then we met up and like, we kissed before we even said words yeah. and I was like, holy fuck, this actually happens. And she was really hot too. And I was just like mind blown by that. And then, you know, texting and trying it out myself. Like I had a few successes, a few crazy stories. Um, and then, you know, like finding guys like Nidin and playing with fire and like everyone else that does that shit. It's like discovering that like, fuck, this is like an art form. This is like a path to mastery and something that you can, mm. you know, and I started looking at it like as literally like an art, like how can I become like, you know, one of the world's best at this shit? Like, how can I be really good with just like attracting women with words? And that's a lost art. Like I will write literal erotica to yeah. women on Tinder and women love erotica. And for women, like, sex is so psychological. And that's what words do. So if you can write in a really powerful way about what you're going to do to her sexually, like, the emotional responses you can create in her are insane. Like, I've had girls literally say after my sexting paragraphs that they're, like, hyperventilating and wet as fuck from words. That's... What time have you made that happen in a club? Like... That... Dude, you're... you're, Oh, mate... It's it's exciting times. I was going to go down that other thread with what you're saying before, but I just wanted to get that perspective because, yeah, 
Um, next episode, guys, we're really going to break down a lot about sexuality and how important it is to be sexual off the bat and stuff like that. Well, no, sorry, not sexual off the bat, being sexual throughout that. And I like what you said about you're putting baits out them for them to like bite on and seeing what they're biting on and just really responding opposed to going. And I love what you're saying. It's an art form. It's mastery, not just like putting shit and just hoping that it sticks. Yeah, exactly. It's all about reading behind the line, between the lines, right? It's just mm. like understanding women because they're not going to tell you, you know, exactly what they're thinking and what they don't like and what they're feeling. They want you to be able to find it out. Oh. So that will help you with women for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. Before we wrap this up, man, today, is there anything else you just want to drop about like, because the, the next episode, really, as I said, we'll get into all the, the sexual psychology behind that, the breakdowns of some texts and stuff. Actually, what is it like with the retention of these women? Just want to touch on that now. Like, when you, if you want to, like, how are you, you talking a bit about the retention of seeing these women again, the dating stuff? Like, if you want to break that down a bit, that'd be cool. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, so I teach guys how to get better at that as well. But there's a lot you can do to actually build a connection with a girl, even if it is just like, a hookup off Tinder, right? And a lot of that is about being vulnerable and about sort of breaking that wall between you and her and having open communication and asking deeper questions and cutting all the surface level bullshit. Like you could literally connect more with a woman in like an hour than some guy would in three months if you're actually vulnerable and real and put yourself out there. And you know, this was something I was talking about with uh, Thomas Wingham the other day. We did a call on on New Year's, mm. you know, and we're talking about the power of vulnerability and like good intentions and yeah, just cutting through the bullshit and actually connecting and yeah. being real. Shout out to Thomas. I had, I had a chat with him today before you came. Yeah, shout out Thomas Wingham, Soft uh, Love Army. Oh, dude, he he's an incredible human being. Fuck the matter. We're actually going to be doing um podcast with him about three podcasts i think with him all about sexuality dominance and then love and self-acceptance and all that stuff so super Fuck, excited to be good. doing some episodes with him we just like vibe i'm actually gonna go stay he has i think he has like a mansion now in um the states so gonna stay at his house for like oh, shit. a week or so so dude thomas looking forward to doing that with you man but in regards to that it's like do you know what i've got from this today man i said just we can shoot some shit back and forward on this but it's been super exciting for like even me going out for like a lot of years meeting women and like I know how to set up sex parties in that respect and all that but it is man a fucking sometimes a lot of effort to do this stuff as much as it's like you might understand that like I mean like having that understanding of knowing how to do all this stuff and whatever but and going out to clubs and meeting women during the day it's like for you just like really breaking this down it's like you can meet a woman online cause such emotion this is what i've really got from today for myself man learning a fuck time which is cool it's you can build that strong connection over messenger meet them in person you save all the fucking bullshit and then when you do that you can just vibe and have a nice fucking date you can go out for a you can go out for a nice wine or you can go out for a fucking coffee if you want to do that or you can get them back straight to your house and you can just connect on the couch have a fucking wine have a chat whatever the fuck you want to do and then after all that it's like yo it's like you just being so open and transparent about what you want, where you're at. And then when you can do that, you go, actually, do you want to catch up again? Do this again? Like chicks like, yeah, cool. And if you actually really like this chick, you're like, yo, let's keep dating and like maybe um, have something open. Maybe see other people. Maybe be exclusive. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? And I love the day and age that we're in with Tinder. It's not so much like, nope. 
You you got a Tinder date. You're it's 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 frowned upon. It's like everyone fucking meets on Tinder now, and no one goes out. And on that note, I'd like to know your perspective, just because I'll be played devil devil's advocate for a second. <laughs> Maybe people say like, but isn't this destroying people going out, going and having um face to face interactions? No, I would say that's absolute bullshit. Because yeah. the end of the day, you're fucking meeting them, right? Like you're meeting them face to face, but like the interaction you have is different. If anything, I think it's more personal and more in touch and connected. Because when you're out in a club, A, you're all fucking drunk. B, it's it's a whole social circumstance with all these consequences, with other people watching. And like when it's a date, especially when it's a date straight to your house, it's just you and her talking. There's no outside judgment. There's no other friends you're talking to or anything like that. No other thing she's thinking about. It's just you and her and you can go really deep about your life. And just be completely just like open communication, just spill it out there. And that's what I'm like on dates. Like people are surprised. They, they think like, oh, you're so technical with how you text and it's so like that. It's like on a date, I'm not even doing game. I'm literally just having a conversation with another human being. Mm. Just like spilling out, you know, my values, the things I care about, who I am as a person. And it's like either she connects with that or she doesn't. Mm. And I'm very upfront about my sexuality and my intentions. And my intentions come from a good place powerful man that's really really powerful stuff and, I, and i'm really digging the vibe of like yo the working professionals and you don't have time like that one's probably sunk home and then you go you can meet them out and then it's just it's saving that time because i know how many times you're like right going to the club then you meet a chick and then all of a sudden you're spending all this time out there unless you really really enjoy it. but how many of your clients just curiosity um curiously how many of them actually go out and they go fuck i'm only going out this so i can meet maybe a, a wife or a fucking partner or i can have a girlfriend or stuff like that or even that they just want sexual experience you're right dealing with all the sexual rejection the the rejection which is great the character building like i'm not putting that aside but at the same time pounding the pounding the nightclubs every night fuck me man a thing is like for a lot of guys nightclubs don't suit the demographic like if mm. you're an intellectual so like sophisticated guy who goes to art events and stuff like that, but you're going out to like nightclubs every night with like drunk 21-year-old party girls, demographically, you're just not going to align. But Tinder gives you the opportunity to really niche yourself into a certain demographic and then attract the other women that associate with that, that are part of your tribe that share the same values. And then you, you attract them, right? So from that respect, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely better. Um... And yeah, it's very just like time efficient. Oh, dude, I love the time efficiency. It's fucking awesome. And I, <laughs> and I love how you've broken it down in such an art, man. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up today? Because it's been absolutely powerful, man, so far. Uh, I think, yeah, I've said enough. We'll, we'll continue on. Awesome. So remember, guys, this is Hudson Greening. Yes, I said his name right, the last name. Oh, but, actually, I probably should mention I'm coming to Sydney late February to do yeah. uh, photo shoots. I've still got a few slots booked, so anyone that wants to, you know, get a photo shoot or fix their fashion, hit me up and I'll slot you in and then you're at mid-year. Where can people reach you, man? So, slide into my DMs, Hudson Greening, mm-hmm. on Facebook and you have or my page, yeah, Evolve Social. Guys, definitely check it out. It's some really potent shit and he breaks down a lot of stuff and that's actually... I always say this, always check out someone's free shit and if their free shit blows you away, which it blew me away, like as I said, I'm like, fuck Hudson, this is really cool shit. Then I'm like, yo man, 
let's um i want to bring you on the podcast and have a chat so next um episode what we're going to do we're going to break down some text you said you want to do that yeah sure let's break it down break down some text and we're going to be talking about more about sexuality how important it is to be sexual and how to be calibrated when you're being sexual not just going hey you want to fuck straight off the open um on a message and we're going to be talking about how to like talk about opening in regards to what's the great messages to send, not what to send, and then actually getting the woman comfortable when she comes over and what to do. We'll break down that whole process, and I think that'll be really fucking cool for the listeners to hear, man. Yeah, man. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. And that today has been this SQL podcast, and it has been an absolute pleasure to have you um, listen today. If you really like this episode, make sure you share it with your friends and family or, or your brother who needs to get laid more or your uncle, whatever it may be. So yeah, it's been absolutely incredible. And as I said, Hudson was dropping some bombs today, and it really gave me some perspective about like, oh, well, really... It's all changing coming to this digital age and getting um, like type, being more time efficient and having really great connections as well with women. And if you are a busy professional entrepreneur, businessman or whatever you may be, because um, I know that's a lot of the guys who actually listen to this, as I said, I highly recommend that you do check out Hudson with what he's doing because it will, if you want lots more dates in your life, lots more women, lots more sex and you don't want to fuck around with going out and doing all that stuff, but you want to have a really... um flourishing sex life he's very professional and really great at what he does so definitely check him out in that respect remember we're here to leave women better and wetter um, and be the best a woman has ever had inside and outside the bedroom i'm andrew mayock your host as always and thank you very much hudson for being here today thanks